0: Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson.
1: So growing up in Finley, Ohio, this little town, uh, I was always jealous of this one family, Mm -hmm. the Barons. uh, Were you?
2: She's, sitting, family, right, she's really. sitting right there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were known in our town as this really close knit family. Now, I knew it wasn't as great as we thought from the outside, but I always was jealous of your dad
2: because, mm-hmm. you know, he
1: coached me and I knew your brothers. I played sports with your brothers. And every time I was near your family, it felt full of joy, felt fun, a lot of laughter, and you guys were addicted to sports, so that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people in that town felt that about the Barons.
3: Why do it's, you have tears in I your don't. Eyes? It makes me teary just mm-hmm. because I just lost both my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, And they did create that. Like, they were fun. People wanted to be at our house, not so much because of us kids, but because my dad... People would sit down, and he would say, "Tell me your story. Mm. Tell me who you are. How how did you get so great?" And he was great at complimenting other people, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was and he of... loved you. It helped that you were a good athlete. Too. Well, it was the
1: kind of <laughs> family you never wanted to leave their house. Mm. You wanted to stay there. It felt warm. It felt inviting. And I would leave, and I remember getting on my bike and pedaling, or then later going home to an empty house mm. with just my mom, who was mm. drinking mm. to hide her. Her pain. Now we're bringing all that up in one sense. I've already
3: been crying and yeah. <laughs> we just started. I <laughs> feel sad for you too. And you're
1: hearing uh, on the other side of the of the room, you got Shy and Blair Lynn in here this day too, talking about your family. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, Blair, wrote a book called Finding My Father. So mm-hmm. obviously you've had a similar experience. But again, just let me just first say, welcome back to Family Life Today. We're so glad to have you back. Thanks. It's good to be back with yeah. you guys. And Shy,
3: it's really good to have both of you here to hear both of your stories. Mm-hmm. And the similarities, too, and Mm. the struggle of wanting to have that relationship and also forgiving our fathers. Because I think our listeners, I mean, even me having a great dad, there are still things that I had to forgive. I think this Mm. relates to all of us.
1: Mm. Yeah, and so obviously we've heard a little bit of your story. But even as you hear us talk about that, did you ever feel that in your life? Because you both had... You lived in homes that were fatherless in a sense like mine. Mm -hmm. Did you feel a similar desire to be, I want to be around a family where there's a dad and there's something there that I don't have? I remember praying. um, Actually, my grandmother, who was a source of
2: strength, kind of Mm. the backbone of our family on my mom's side and a strong believer. And she would pray for us and she would pray that we would have a godly family. And I remember at 13 years old praying I want to have a godly family. Now, I had no idea what that even meant, (laughs) (laughs) but that was in my mine that was in my heart that Um, that's what you wanted that that's what I wanted and it's so sad because there weren't many models where I lived Mm. you know so I would look out at the different families that lived around us or you know when we lived in an apartment building below us or to the side of us and it wasn't really anything that I saw that I wanted to model sadly and so it's crazy when I was a child I actually would have like an imaginary family Uh. which is really sad with a dad you know, so most of what I saw when I thought of a family was something on television, mm. the Cosby
3: show.
4: The yeah, the the Hux Hux Matters, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah.
3: And shy, you're shaking your head. Yeah, very,
4: very similar for me. So I didn't know that there was anything other than single parent homes because mm. all of my friends, it was just their mom. Mm. So the idea of a dad even being in the home was was foreign to me. Yeah. And yet
3: look at you two now. I mean, I wonder if your grandmother praying that for you, mm. did that give you a sense of, this is what I want as well? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then God answered that prayer. Mm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So as you, as you guys get married, was there a desire? I mean, you've got three kids, right? Mm-hmm. Was there well, a desire not, to see? Not say, before we got married. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't have any kids before. <laughs> yeah. You had them since. Yeah. Um, but I know when when Ann and I got married, there was two things going on in my mind. She again came from this great family, and again mm-hmm. we're not saying perfect because mm-hmm. even as I got in there, and there was
3: no faith. Going I saw on. all
1: the dysfunction. Yeah, there's <laughs> a I lot. I could tell you stories, but anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was just sort of a typical family. But there was a dad, mm-hmm. and I didn't have that. So when we got married, I had two things in my mind. One was I was
3: scared to death to be a dad. I wanted to be one, but I was afraid I didn't know how. I just mm-hmm. yeah. Let me share this, Dave. On our honeymoon. We go out east to the east coast, and we spend two nights in Boston at this great hotel. We're all excited, and we're kind of adventurous. We're like, let's take the subway. Let's explore Mm -hmm. the city. So we're exploring, and on the way back, we get lost on the subway. And I love adventure. I'm like, who cares if we're lost? We're together. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And Dave starts getting mad. We get back to the hotel room. He totally shuts down. We've been married three days at this point. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong? He, so used, he just had to bring that up, huh? <laughs> Didn't he, know we're going yeah, there. we haven't talked about this in a long time. Uh, he long starts day. crying. Mm. The hardest that I've ever seen him cry and I'm thinking, mm. "What's wrong?"
1: Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I can remember it like it's yesterday and it's 40 some years ago. Mm. I was sobbing. Yeah. Mm. Very strongly and and I remember trying to understand what I was feeling and I I was overwhelmed. Mm. You know, two weeks before our wedding, we went to the family life weekend to remember Mm. that now for 30 plus years we're speakers at. Mm. But we sat there as an engaged couple and it was the first time in my life I had ever heard a talk from the word of God about what a husband's looks like and a dad. Mm. And it was great. It was awesome. I've given that talk thousands of times now. And you had
3: never heard anything like that. Oh, nothing.
1: I'd never. I I didn't Mm. grow up in a Christian home. Mm. It was probably a year and a half old as a follower of Christ.
3: Mm.
1: So the good thing was I, for the first time, heard what a man of God and a husband and dad should look like. Mm -hmm. The bad thing is I remember walking out going, I'll never be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. partly because I didn't have any model. That's Mm -hmm. sort of a victim mentality, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll never be able to do it. So that's what happened on that moment. I We Mm -hmm. get lost. I'm supposed to be able to navigate our way through Boston. I've never been there, but I just... I think what happened is I felt overwhelmed that night. Like, I think I said, I'll never be the man you need. You yeah, lead. you said, mm. I can't do
3: this. Like, mm. you don't get it. Like, I don't know how to do this. Mm. And the good thing is,
1: now when I teach that, I say to the guys, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, that's where God wants you. That's right. Because right. Right. he wants you to go, you're right, you won't be this that's man, right. mm. but I can if you let me. So Amen. I say all that to say... You know, there was this fear, but there's also this excitement. Like I get to change a legacy. Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: How did you guys walk into? Was there any of that going on in your in your
4: life? Yeah. So when when we got engaged, so I, I proposed to Blair at the Lincoln Memorial in mm-hmm. D.C. a few feet oh. o- away from where Martin Luther King gave his "I Have a Dream" speech. Uh, Seriously? That would yeah. Be cool. And and the, the did you speech- know
2: what was going to happen? I didn't know. Wow. But the whole church knew because when we came back, everyone <laughs> was like, oh, okay, I see how this is,
4: okay. And, 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 and the thing that I I communicated on that day, and and which we had already talked about before, was that it's incalculable the impact that one godly couple mm. can, can have on generations to come. Mm-hmm. And it was my desire, and I knew knew that it was Blair's desire, to have a a godly legacy. And that though we came, we both came from broken homes, the Lord brought us together in his sovereignty so that we might leave a godly legacy.
3: And as I hear your story, I can't help but think of all the fathers you have in your church, in Mm -hmm. a way, and the Mm -hmm. couples. Would you say, like, what would you be like without that community?
4: Um, there, There are... Tangible examples of men that I can point to over the years who have, um, you know, it's been been a community thing. So it hasn't just been getting everything from one person, but just Mm -hmm. kind of, again, gleaning from from different people over the years. And, you know, I think about things like family worship, uh, Mm -hmm. which is which is something that I had no concept of. Uh, We didn't even eat dinner at the table when I was growing (laughs) Mm -hmm. up. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And
3: what did that look like when somebody told you about that?
4: Well, it was, it, it wasn't him telling me about it. It was him showing me. He was wow. him inviting us over for dinner. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then after dinner, taking time to open up the scriptures and, and with his kids. With, were his there. kids mm-hmm. with his kids. Yeah. And so it was modeled and I was like, wow, this, this, this is great. I've never, I didn't have a category for this. And that's something that we've instilled in, in our home. And then we've been able to invite others in in the same way that we were mm-hmm. invited in. And so, so do
3: you do a family worship? Mm-hmm. We yeah. do. Yeah. Well, uh, what's that yeah. look like? Yeah. yeah.
4: What does yeah. it look like? So, so after dinner, dinner. uh we'll open the bible and you know we're going through the book of mark now and so i'll read the passage and usually the previous text well yeah so we'll yeah we'll we'll do a recap of what we did before asking the kids questions about it and every day every week as as much as we can Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, as much as we can.
1: So you you bring the kids in, you're asking them questions. And ask them you questions about forward. what we just read, and then so you bring it's just
2: after dinner, so we're all gathered yeah, we're at are, the table. Yeah, already,
4: we're already there.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, and then we'll read the next passage. I'll ask them questions about it, and so we'll have a discussion. Sometimes it goes for ten minutes, sometimes it goes for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. just depending on how the discussion goes, and then. Um, and then I'll connect it to the gospel. <laughs> How does this relate to Christ? Wherever we are in in the Bible, and then we'll we'll sing, pray, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm.
2: We're done. And then we also we like sing right before bed too. You do. So we sing, love to sing. Every night, every night, we sing one of your songs. <laughs> we sing different songs every yeah, night. Different yeah, different songs. Yeah. Will they me? sing with you, or oh, really? oh, yeah. yeah no, we sing, sing with us. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. we pray.
4: Yeah. So one of the things we did very early on, we've been singing since, you know, Sage was a toddler. Uh, And so even, I mean, so they just kind of, that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. I have recordings of our oldest Sage uh, singing Holy, Holy, Holy Mm. at at six months. Mm. At six months? At six months. Mm. (laughs) You have genius kids. Well, I was best best at our, best
1: our best middle son
3: <laughs> Austin's house, and they were putting their kids to bed, but they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They sing over them. I, I got teary when he was doing like this. Is the best. We didn't do this. We prayed every night. Together. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm.
1: If, if there's a family listener, like, okay, I can't imagine us singing mm-hmm. with our kids at night, which in one sense might we'll take a risk. You could end yeah. up going there. The kids mm-hmm.
3: usually love it. But what would oh, you say no. to a
1: family? It's like we're not. We're not church planners, we're not pastors. we don't mm-hmm. know the word like the you guys do mm-hmm. but we want to do a family worship devotional we want that to be a part of our family. What would you tell them to where Where would they start?
4: Yeah, I mean all families are different, um, but at the same time i mean we we are commanded in scripture, certain things are commanded right mm-hmm. so we're we're called to sing to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and that doesn't have to be limited to the corporate gathering on sundays mm-hmm. and in fact. I believe we should we should see the uh, what we do on Sundays as an as an outgrowth um or an overflow of what's already happening yeah. during during the week yeah. so that the the kids don't don't have this sharp dichotomy between Sunday and everything else but it's just like well no we've been worshiping God throughout the week and mm-hmm. that now we get to uh, worship him with the corporate uh, body of of God's people um so so to that person I would say you don't have to be a pastor, you don't have to be a scholar. Mm-hmm. If if you have a you have a Bible, <laughs> you can open it, you can read it. You don't even have to be have the gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. You can just read the passage. So even even if it's just 10 minutes of opening a Bible, reading the passage, mm-hmm. discussing it, praying and call it a day. Even even if it's just that. Like just that small t- step of faithfulness, God will honor that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no law you know, it's not like, you know, this is the way we do it and you have to do it that way. Right. The Lord can be praised in so many different ways. And if it is just taking two minutes to read one verse mm-hmm. every day, you know, or every other day. His you word know? won't return void. Yes, it won't, you know, or to stop and just pray with your children, mm-hmm. um, to pray for your children. And I just think, I think about my grandmother who prayed for me so mm-hmm. often, just about every day. She prayed for me. I was sharing recently as she got older, she had dementia. And my aunt would say she would still pray for her children and grandchildren mm. and great-grandchildren every day. Mm. It was so a part of who she was, Yeah, that intercession. And, you know, we need to be interceding for our children. And I think it's beautiful for them to hear our prayers mm. if possible, you know. So just trust the Lord. even again, if it's a two-minute prayer and reading one verse—
3: <laughs> And I would say, too, we have this, especially before our kids are driving, we have time with them in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, car time is amazing mm-hmm. of not just catching up with them, but praying. I like I just got in that habit when they were infants, mm-hmm. buckling them in. I would just pray out loud. Mm-hmm. And that just became so normal that we're praying before school. We're praying after school. Mm-hmm. How'd your day go? We pray about the things that went on or the mm-hmm. good or the hard things. Mm-hmm. And we always say mealtime. Bedtime, drive time—those mm. are great times. Those just, are
1: moments to seize. Yeah. Mm. yeah, You know, earlier I thought you were gonna sing. So what happened to that, Dave? I, I think don't know. They were almost there. You yeah. still gonna sing? Yeah, you got yeah, one? Um,
4: you no. got like
2: a what chorus? About the one? Um, for from, from him, and
4: him, him and through
2: him and to him, him are all things. things To him be glory
4: forevermore. To him be glory forever. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
3: Amen. Picture this. Like, I'm thinking of being in my bed and my parents singing over me Mm -hmm. imagine that like as growing Mm -hmm. up can you imagine what you would feel Mm -hmm. your kids don't know any different because they've had their whole lives but the power of the gospel being Mm -hmm. sung over them every night Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I I hope you keep doing it when they're teenagers. Yeah. Mm. Cuz I can imagine it be like, "Mom, dad, you know, maybe not, but you know, you get to the age where it's like, but I think they love it so Me much." Says, mm. Don't They not. may say, mm. "Hey, not tonight," but they're going to love it.
4: There's a pastor friend of mine who was was sharing how they had uh Bible time, family worship every day and the youngest son when he got 18 he was about to go off to college and this was the most kind of unruly child of all so when they would have the time he was the one that always had to be disciplined he was loud <laughs> he was kind of running all over the place and, and at times the dad wondered like is he even paying attention and so when it was time for him to go to college at 18 uh, he the son was standing in the living room just and he started to tear up as he was staring at the couch and, and the dad's like well what's, what's going on And, and he said, you know, dad, for my entire life, I sat there on that couch as you faithfully opened God's word. And now that I'm about to leave, I'm really going to miss it. And he just Mm -hmm. broke, broke down. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) and it was just so, so encouraging to hear that it was, it was. Small steps of faithfulness over time that that God God honored that.
2: Mm. So. But sometimes you're not sure is this making an impact? Oh, you know,
3: yeah,
4: because yeah. oh, yeah. you're running
3: around right. and you're not saying Dad, Mom, thank you. That right. was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Right.
4: I mean, right. and then especially when the kids are young, there's vomit all over the place. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're tickling each that. other. they like, laughing happening right yeah. now. You know? Um, and so yeah, that that was really encouraging to to, mm. to hear.
1: And yet you have a real passion for teaching children, not just your own hmm. you 've written a book on how you know parents can help transfer their faith in their kids,
4: yeah so there's a book which is God made me and you um, which is basically how parents can disciple their kids in appreciating God's diversity in creation. Um and then there's an album called Jesus Kids. Yeah,
1: he only um, wrote an album. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but it, yeah, there's an album called He's Jesus the Kids. He's a guy that almost
1: didn't want to sing. <laughs> I know. Right.
4: <laughs> and Jesus Kids is um it's a children's album and it's it's basically it's a tool for uh for parents to encourage their children in, in the gospel. And so, um, I have a song called the, gotta know the books, which is basically the books of the Bible in rap form. Um, which is a, a way to teach, yeah, the, the books of the Bible. You may not world. know
3: this, but I play that all the time. <laughs> and oh, really? one of our granddaughters, our middle son, Austin's, his kids can do all the books. Really? Oh, really? They played it. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. He's uh, sitting right so here that. in the studio. I know. <laughs>
4: Praise the Lord. Yeah. And so, yeah, so We're not going to get you to do it, are we? We're not. Right. We're, that's yeah. not going to happen. But
3: I'm going to tell our listeners. You got to like, know that. No. Uh-huh. no. If I start, maybe no. no. Yeah. I'm telling you, as listeners, if you have kids, you need to play this. Put mm. it in your car. Play it. Because your kids are going to start singing this. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's also... As I'm listening, because I've listened to the whole thing, hmm. it's incredibly theological.
4: That's right. And you have right. these
3: pockets of teaching in there of catechism.
4: That's mm-hmm. right. That's, That's right. It's so
3: good. Yeah.
1: Where'd that passion come from? Where Where'd the idea come from?
4: Which Which idea?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do a
4: book. I'm gonna write
1: music for kids to learn theology.
4: Mm-hmm. I think part of it is my love for C.S. Lewis mm. and just seeing the the power of. Stories for children that are theologically grounded and just how, how that can live for generations to come. Again, we talk we're talking about legacy um yeah. and and music is such a powerful tool, such a powerful gift from God. It it enables a person to hear something and be able to to recall it because it's memorable. It's it's a it's a singable melody and and, and so having worked as as a Christian hip-hop artist for some time um and then having kids of our own, it was like mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer. Let's let's do something that um that can can help you know, by God's grace, to uh, to shape and, and disciple children. Jesus' time in this world is how much he loves little boys and girls. Big crowds followed Jesus, hoping he would heal their sickness. Jesus showed compassion and healed them with the quickness. Some wanted to hear his lessons, others asked him questions. Some brought children to him, hoping that he would bless them or maybe pray for them, lay hands on the babies. But when they saw this, the disciples got angry. What do you think this is? He's not a babysitter, is he? Send the kids away, don't you see the teachers busy? But Jesus said, They can come if they please. The kingdom of God belongs to ones like these so please let the children come to me and don't hinder unless you become like them heaven you won't enter so kids look to the cross where Jesus hung and receive eternal life because you're not too young
0: we want to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of family life today although our programs are produced in America The issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families. The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. If you'd like to listen to today's program again, visit our website families.powertochange.org.au and select the podcast tab where you will find the previous fortnight's programs available. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today.